This is the Oz Pub Rock Show with Lachlan Hulley. Our guest today on this episode is the brother of the legendary Ted Mowley, who heads up the current lineup of TMG, who holds the honour of knocking ABBA off the number one spot on the charts in the mid 70s. Welcome to the Oz Pub Rock Show, Steve Mowley. How are you guys? Thanks very much for having me on. In your memory, what was it like for TMG performing during the golden era of pub rock, the 1970s and 80s? Well, particularly in the 70s. I mean, um, uh, you know, I used to see my brother quite a bit. I used to see Ted quite a bit in those days. And uh, uh, they were playing, you know, four nights a week and uh, just always packed crowds. And, of course, being a, a party kind of band, uh, like dance band, uh, everybody always had a good time. So it was always a, a, a always a real fun thing. I remember going on tour with them, um, not playing, but but just tagging along. In 1979, it was we were uh, uh, touring through, um, or they were touring through uh, Victoria, and I remember play, you know them playing in Shepparton, and it was just always a really a really good vibe, a really good time. So it was it was. Uh, Madness! It was you know everybody was screaming all the time and carrying on. They were they were they were definitely the golden days, as you said. You know, through the eighties things slightly changed. I mean, uh, they didn't release any records after nineteen eighty uh, for for a while until the compilation albums came out. But um, there was still a big band, live band, um, and always had terrific crowds. So it was a good time for them. As mentioned earlier. Jump in my car spent eleven weeks at number one on the Australian singles chart in 1976 and was the first Australian act to knock ABBA off the number one spot. Was that when TMG had made it in the industry? Definitely. I mean, with Jump In My Car, that was a, that was a massive song um, for TMG. And actually, they weren't, the, they weren't only the first um, Australian act to knock ABBA from number one. They were the only. <laughs> um, I believe uh, the only Australian act to, to displace from a number one position on the chart. Um, that song, obviously written as a tongue-in-cheek song, uh, wasn't expected to be the hit it became. Um, but obviously it uh, was meant to be because it made them, you know, uh, one of the number one bands in Australia. There was like number one in Queensland, number two in New South Wales. And, uh, you know, they toured quite a bit with Sherbet as um, they were the headlines. TMG were headliners in uh in Queensland, and I think Sherbet on the same tour were the headliners in uh, New South Wales. Um, you know, they were the two biggest bands at the time. Going by chart success, Jump In My Car was TMG's most popular song, but do you have a favourite? I mean, it, well, it, yeah, you're right. It is definitely the most popular song. I, I have, uh, I, I actually liked, uh, this is my, my personal favourite, I, I prefer um, Dark Town Strutter's Ball over um, Jump In My Car. And funnily enough, I mean, that Dark Town Strutter's Ball wasn't written by Ted or any of the boys from TMG. It was written in 1917, so it was like a jazz song. And uh, TMG's version was, you know, a bit slower and, and more rock and roll. Um, but uh, that was that is probably my favourite. And there's another track off the Disturbing the Peace album, um, which I think that album came out in 1978, Disturbing the Peace. And the title track, Disturbing the Peace, is my favourite track off that album. So they're my two favourite TMG songs to do when we're doing them live. 
The band performed on iconic TV shows such as Bandstand and Hey Hat Saturday. What was that like for them? Well, I remember talking to Ted in those days. I mean, obviously, Bandstand was a huge thing in those days. It was a huge um, show with Brian Henderson. Um, and, uh, and, of course, they were on Countdown many times as well. I think, you know, during the heyday, um, getting on those shows was major. We don't quite have things like that anymore, do we? We don't have those kind of um, shows. And I think it's a bit of a pity because uh, today's music doesn't get um, the kind of exposure um, like those shows used to, used to give to Australian acts. Um, but look, in those days, it would have been um, quite an honour and uh, a thrill to, to, to play in those, um, in those shows. Who were some of the band's biggest influences? Um, the, the influences of TMG, you mean? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, more, more. I think, um, look, the, the guys have got individual influences, such as Les Hall, you know, his influences. I think Les and, and, um, and I think Herman were, were very big Rolling Stones fans. I think, well, Ted was too. But Ted was a big uh, Beatles fan as well. Same as Gary Dixon was a big Beatles fan. But if you listen to a lot of the TMG stuff, you'll find that their influence, their influences sound more to be like status quo um, and that kind of thing. It's interesting, isn't it? You get different individuals in a band who have uh, different influences. When you put them all together, it's a totally different uh, sound again. Um, but, you know, you know, there was a lot of um, bands in those days that the, the, the guys mainly British bands that um, influenced uh, the band, how they played on stage and, and how they wrote. So mainly British bands, um, you know, even Slade, the band Slade was, was an influence too. TMG remained popular performers on the Oz pub rock circuit through the 80s. And in 1989, the gang reformed, releasing the album Reunion on the Albert's label, was coming back together a difficult process? I think it was a bit easier than, than what people um, would have thought. Um, I mean, they were an interesting band, TMG, in the sense that um, uh, they they wouldn't have really needed any rehearsal. It's the same as these days. When I, um, when I first got on stage with TMG myself, in 2001 was the first time I played with the band. So 20 years ago, um, we did the benefit concert, the, the uh, Gimme Ted benefit concert. And uh, we, I'd never played with the guys before. We just got there on the, uh, on the day that we were supposed to be playing there and did a sound check of the three songs that we performed. Uh, and like, there was no rehearsal. That was, that was the rehearsal and the sound check. And the guys were fantastic. And, and uh, fortunately for me, of course, I'd heard the songs plenty of times. So I, um, so, so it was, it wasn't too big of an issue, and I think it would have been the same in 1989 when the guy, when the guys got back together because, you know, they've been playing together for so long, they just sort of knew each other well. Um, so I, I believe it wouldn't have been much of an issue at all uh, in regards to getting the band back together. The 90s saw TMG take a break from performing. Was there a reason for that, or was it? Time to simply step away for a bit. I think at the time um, the guys had other things going on as well. 
you know, um, there was, um, I mean, Ted had his, his own business as well on the side. Um, and, you know, Herm Kovac had his own studio. Um, Les Hall um, was teaching uh, at TAFE um, um, Music Business. You know, so I think everybody, and Gary Dixon, well, Gary Dixon had left the band uh, previously uh, to form another band, but uh, Mark Tinson, who used to be in a band called um, Rabbit, he had joined the band. And, and all these guys, they all, they all had other things on, same as today. Everybody has other things on, um, besides COVID, of course, uh, have other things on in regards to, um, to, to bands and, and other um, projects. So I think it was just a period of time where, um, they had so much on it was um, you know time to do something else it's hard to it's hard to be in a band for a long time um, you know and, and um, keep it fresh but so I think at that time uh, that was the main reason for, for that happening uh, being asked to step into your brother's shoes must have been a great honor how did that all come about yeah well um, of course uh, for the Originally, we'll go back to the 2001. Uh, I mean, that was that was a you know basically a no-brainer for the for the band. I mean, obviously, I was just stepping in. Um, at the time, we didn't know my brother was going to um, pass away six months later. So, me stepping into that was you know was a no-brainer. Who else would they have got for that? But in regards to the band reforming again in 2016, which is um, you know when I got the phone call, um, it was in March of 2016, I think it was. Um, I received a phone call from Herm Kovac, the drummer of the band, um, who also manages the band. And um, he was just mentioning to me, you know, we're just having a chat. And he said, by the way, um, we're thinking about putting the band back together. And I said, yes. <laughs> and but the thing is, he hadn't even asked me if I wanted to do it. He just mentioned that. And I said, did I answer too quickly? I said, he said, no, no, we were going to ask you if, um, if you'd like to do it. So um, I had found out. After I'd said yes, and, and, and we'd been performing for a little bit um, through 2016 and early 2017, Herm did mention to me that um, if I had said no, they um, they wouldn't have done it. They wouldn't have considered anybody else. So uh, I was quite um, yes, I was. It was quite an honour to be asked to do that. Um, you know, I mean, those guys. I still consider those guys to be legends. You know, even though it's my brother's band, it's you know those guys were everything I looked up to um, in the industry. I mean, obviously, I, I started playing live myself in 1983, so I've been playing for quite a long time uh, myself before joining TMG. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it was, it, at least I'd had um, a lot of uh, a lot of experience uh, on stage. So uh, uh, it, it was still nerve-wracking, uh, you know, to begin with. It, it still is now whenever, whenever we play. Now it's still nerve-wracking, but, um, you know, you don't want to uh, do anything wrong <laughs> by the band on stage um, when it's uh, such a legendary band. But, yeah, definitely an honour, and um, I absolutely love doing it because the guys, I think the guys from TMG deserve to be out there playing. That Their careers were cut so short because of what happened to Ted. I think, um, you know, they deserve to be out there playing again. Up until March 2020, you guys were still performing on the pub scene. COVID has obviously put a stop to that for the moment. When are we likely to see you back on stage? 
Okay, yes, you're absolutely correct. Um, 2020, March of 2020 was the last show we did, um, which was in uh, Doncaster, down, down Victoria, down in Melbourne, um, for the One Stop Music Festival. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that was the last time, but there has been plans. Now, <laughs> the way things are going, plans are being, um, you know, moved constantly, but there was plans. Um, to commence again in 2022. So, but I mean, obviously, we'll have to wait and see what happens in regards to um, the pandemic situation and, and what we're allowed to do and who can go where and all that kind of thing. Uh, but there was plans uh, for a tour um, in 2022, a large tour actually. So, I mean, I can't say much more about that, but that is when we expect something to start happening, probably around about March uh, or April. 2022, but we'll just have to wait and see. Fingers across that um, you know we can uh, get out there again. And of course, none of none of the guys, including myself, are getting any younger. <laughs> it was actually Les Hall's birthday yesterday, um, and uh, you know we're all everybody's getting a bit older, and uh, uh, you know the, the desire to uh, to tour um, sort of diminishes with age. You know you. Yourself, how how long can I keep going out there, rocking along and and um, and playing different states and whatnot? But you know, um, as long as everybody has that desire, then hopefully it'll be starting again next year. Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you on the Oldest Pub Rock Show. We we're looking forward to the band getting back to Melbourne soon. Sincerely hoping we can get there soon. So, as I said, fingers crossed for next year. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks very much, Lachlan. And that was another Oz Pub Rock Show podcast episode with Lachlan Howie. It was an absolute pleasure speaking to Steve Mowry, an absolute legend of the Oz Pub Rock scene. We look forward to, to seeing you again for our next episode. Goodbye.